A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Uh, hello, welcome to another Arsblog Arscast in association with ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk. I uh, hope you had a very nice Christmas and New Year, and your festive season went uh, swimmingly well. Uh, if you ask me what I got for Christmas, I got about a stone and a half heavier due to all the food. So New Year is a new regime. Uh, more exercise, less food, less beer. No, it's true. Honestly, I need to prolong my, my football career. You see, I have to start taking care of my body. My body is a temple and such things. Um, anyway, hope yours was, was all well and good. It wasn't too bad for the boys, for the Arsenal, I suppose, the festive season. Uh, since we last spoke, we've beaten Blackburn 6-2, which was good. Uh, lots of goals and... and um, Team showed a good bit of character in that game to uh, to not crumble when they got back to three two and made us all crap our pants. Um, we beat Watford two one again, a late goal winning that after letting them uh, back into the game. Um, so we're sort of you know creating our own uh, situations where we can show our character. Then there was Sheffield United, which admittedly was very bad uh, results wise uh, performance wasn't great but i don't think it was as bad as as uh, as everybody said i think uh, we've uh, we did very very well for the whole of december um the team was really down to bare bones in terms of uh in terms of uh, the the squad the manager could choose from we we've had so many injuries that there's been no chance to to rotate um and i just think they were tired and and we got caught in a bad day and you know really that should be the end of it um it it was a pain in the hole of course losing but again i just think some of the reaction was a little bit over the top and then we had Charlton on Tuesday night, uh, which saw Alan Pardew return uh, to his duel with, with Arsene Wenger. Uh, Pardew now is manager of Charlton, having been sacked by West Ham. Um, and uh, his legacy lives on there with, with a 6-0 defeat by Reading. Uh, but Pardew's in at Charlton to replace Les Reed. Charlton have always been a tremendously inoffensive club, as far as I'm concerned. Um, not anymore. Um, just having that guy in charge makes me want bad things to happen to Charlton. Sorry, Charlton fans, but that's just the way it is. Your manager is a cunt. Um, anyway, uh, he was moaning as usual because uh, he didn't think his player should have been sent off when he clearly pulled back Robin Van Persie. He may or may not have been the last man, but he certainly denied a clear goal-scoring opportunity. And really, it doesn't matter because you're a cunt. Um, so 4-0 was very nice. Of course, you saw the return of Thierry Henry, which was also uh, great to see. Uh, nice to see him back. Nice to see that he's enjoying his football. The rest, uh, obviously, the recovery from the injury and, and perhaps the manager setting him straight in terms of, of what's uh, required of the captain and what's expected of the captain um, showed on the pitch the other night. He scored one. He could have had at least two or three more. Um, he won a penalty. He hit the post. He just had a good game. Uh, obviously, uh, he's going to take a little bit of time to get back to full match sharpness. But having a fit and hungry Thierry Henry back in our team is far better than having him not in our team. Uh, so it looks good. Uh, looks good for the for the months ahead. That said, it's not as if the strikers that we did have while Henry was out struggled. Adi Bayor really stepped up to the plate and and um, cast away many of the doubts that that people had about him. He worked hard. He scored goals, and it showed really in the Sheffield United game how much we missed somebody like him. 
uh, with his physical presence, with his energy, with his commitment, with his, you know, running around and, and scaring defenders and sticking his tongue out at them and stuff. We did miss that. Uh, as well as that, Robin Van Persie has been uh, knocking in the goals, which is great to see. I'm a big, big fan of Van Persie. I think he's going to be a quality player. Um, I think he's showing glimpses of that now. He's got 12 goals, I think, so far this season. He's got five in his last three games. And I think we're seeing the benefit of playing him in his favourite position as a centre-forward, as a striker, rather than on the left-hand side of a, of a 4-5-1. What's also been nice to see is the fact that the 4-4-2 has been uh, to the four, uh, if you will, um, and we've had some good results with it, even though we've been playing teams maybe that we'd be expected to beat anyway. But I like the 4-4-2, and I think uh, it suits our football uh, an awful lot better. 4-5-1 is, is terribly negative. We've got nobody who can play on the left-hand side apart from Van Persie, and, and his effectiveness is, is halved or less if you put him out on the left-hand side of midfield, you put him on the right-hand side of a centre-forward pairing, and he scores goals. So keep it up, Arsene, please. Now, this weekend, and you know what's a pain in the arse, actually, I have to tell you something, um, is when you record, or think you're recording, a whole intro to this bit, and then you look down, you haven't pressed the record button. That really is a fucking pain in the hole. Anyway... This weekend, we have the first of two cup games against Liverpool in three days. On Saturday, it's the FA Cup, um, third round, and we've had some tremendous battles with Liverpool in the past in the FA Cup. Was it 79 or 80? I can't remember which. Um, where we had replay after replay after replay, and I can remember listening to those uh, on the radio and radio football being as exciting as it is. Everything sounded like a goal. It was a goal, rather. It was uh, heart-in-mouth stuff most of the time. And on Tuesday, we've then got the Carling Cup, the game which was postponed from before Christmas uh, because of fog. So a great rivalry between Arsenal and Liverpool, and uh, in my house in particular, uh, it's always been a big, big rivalry um, because... I'm an Arsenal fan, obviously. My little brother is, is a Liverpool fan. And, and people have emailed me to ask why he's called the Mug Smasher. And the story is on the blog somewhere. But for those of you that, that haven't read it, this is the reason why. When we were young, we were both given a, a mug for our favourite team. My favourite team, obviously, Arsenal. His Liverpool. And every morning we'd get up and have our breakfast. Our mum would give us our breakfast before we went to school. You know, a bowl of porridge and a big mug of Irish whiskey. Um... And one day he was walking along, clanging the two mugs together, as little boys will. And my Arsenal mug, my superior quality Arsenal mug, obviously, smashed into about 78 pieces. I, I can't tell you how heartbroken I was. My heart was cleaved in two, basically. Inconsolable. I wept for a week. He didn't. He just kind of laughed. And he was three years younger than me, so I did get him back. But anyway, um, over the years, uh, it's been... a. It's been a sore point between us until finally I was able to forgive him a couple of Christmases ago when, when he bought me a new Arsenal mug and it's sitting here right on the desk in front of me. Um, so there you go. That's why he's called the Mug Smasher because he smashes mugs. There are many worse names he could be called too, but we'll, we'll leave it at that. Anyway. Instead of a normal uh, blogger this week, uh, we've decided, because he's a Liverpool fan, I'm an Arsenal fan, that we'll talk about, you know, Liverpool and Arsenal and, and various other stuff in this week's blog chat. Uh, just to let you know, I thought I was recording it on the good mic, but uh, I had fucked it all up. So it's recorded off the internal mic, and you can hear all sorts of strange noises in the background. That's just him. He makes strange noises. So without further ado, here's this week's blog chat. Okay, uh, this week on the blog chat... Um, Instead of talking to a real person, we've got the <laughs> the world famous mug smasher, uh, my Liverpool supporting brother, in in the presence of my my Arsenal mug that he's trying to smash again. <laughs> Good evening. <Ooh. laughs> Hello there. Uh, okay, so we've got uh, 
two games against Liverpool in the next, uh, well, Saturday's the FA Cup, and then on Tuesday the Carling Cup game that was postponed. Um, your form at home is, is very good. It is. You've conceded one goal in about six years or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. What do you th- are you confident for Saturday? For Saturday, I think uh, I think I am confident because you're missing Fabregas. And yeah. he is a, he's a huge deal for you guys this season. Uh, and without him, you struggle badly. So, and considering our form, um, I, I think uh, I think we might do it the weekend. And the big man is in overhead goal scoring form. Crouch. <laughs> yeah. How does he get his legs that high? I don't know. He's a freak. <laughs> but he's our freak. He's your freak. <laughs> I suppose one guy on your team that will be interested particularly in this game, is going to be Jermaine Pennant. Um, because he joined Arsenal when he was 15 and spent you know four or five seasons crashing other people's cars while pissed yeah. and stuff like that. And then he did get a chance and, and um, scored a, a nice hat-trick against Southampton and then crashed somebody else's car into a spaceship or something. He then went to Birmingham and played with a, a thing on his ankle because he'd you know, crashed somebody's boat into a fucking whatever. <laughs> And you guys paid six million something for him. Has he been valued for money? Well, not yet. No, not yet. He's uh, he's been poor really. But uh, the other night he had a decent game hmm. uh, at Bolton or at home to Bolton. Um, he's got potential, but I, I don't think he's ever going to be the answer. But he got such a horrible reception when we were over at, uh, at the Emirates. Yeah. And had such a terrible game that I hope he does something this weekend. Yeah. Just for his own sake. What? Steal someone's car, or no, actually on the no, pitch. No, something footballing. Yeah, yeah. He's capable, you know. He can he can beat people, and he can put crosses in when he wants to. Yeah. So we'll see whether he does or not. He's inconsistent, and I don't think he'll ever be the answer. Do you think the the uh, his problem is that uh, Benitez plays Gerrard on the right because obviously you can't play Pennant anywhere else but the right hand side of midfield. Um, but Ger- uh, Benitez likes to play Gerrard there. Well, not at the moment, so. Well, that's because Sissoko is dead or something, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, uh, I suppose there is an incompatibility there, but that doesn't count at the moment because Gerrard's in the middle and playing well. Yeah. So Pennant will get his chance. Mm. He'll never be. He'll never be a first team regular, I don't think. But no. he'll be. He'll be used. Okay. Um, when we went over to 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 watch that game, which Arsenal won three nil. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. You were yeah, you were drunk mm. and in the toilet for all the goals. <laughs> but uh, when we went over and, and we saw um, that Benitez had played uh, Zenden in the centre of midfield and and Gerrard on the right hand side, you know, as Arsenal fans, I think we were all we were all very happy. You weren't so happy. Does the manager? Does the Liverpool manager frustrate you? He can do, yeah, he yeah. can do. What particularly can... sticking sticking with players like that, he he gets. Uh, he gets an idea in his head, and obviously he knows more about football than than, than I do. But uh, I think most people can spot this end and isn't isn't the class midfield that uh, that Benitez thinks he is. And um, you know, with Gerrard there, why why wouldn't you play him in the middle? Yeah, it's clearly uh, a better position for him than Zenden. And uh, you know, we have wide men this season, so it just seemed foolish to me, and it turned out that way as well. Yeah, it but did. then uh, see, our form back then wasn't particularly good, and, uh, and we're in better form these days. And Starting to look like a really good team, I think. Okay. Do you think? Um, uh, what are you missing though, uh, in order to, to challenge for the title? Because you know, like uh, like you're in the same boat as us, where you know you're in third, we're in fourth, but I think it's it's just goal difference at the moment, and there is that gap 
you know, between uh, between us and, and Chelsea and you and Chelsea and, and United this season, which is a bit strange because I wasn't expecting United to do what they're doing, but no. fair play to them. Um, what are Liverpool missing that that would make them a, champion, a championship side, a team that can win the title? Oh, it's hard to say, really. I mean, I, I think we have a fairly decent squad. We, we only need maybe one or two more. A, pro- a proper 30, 20, 30 goal a season goal scorer. And a couple of solid wingers. I think Gonzalez might turn into a good winger. Yeah. That's too early to say. But it's the early season form that we've suffered the last two seasons. Yeah. Maybe it's betting in new players. But as I said, Benitez is, is very methodical in what he does. And it's starting to look like uh, the players are copping on. Right. And playing the way he wants them to. And we're starting to look like a fairly impressive team. Okay. So, I, I don't know. We don't need too many more players, I don't think. Right. Another two or three Harry Kules. <laughs> No, no spinal meningitis. Is that <laughs> <yet>? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes no, I can live without him. Yeah, yeah. Who else can you live without? Do you think? What about Bellamy? Obviously, he's um, uh, and we're we're looking at you know this week maybe about uh, signing signing Lucas Neal. So uh, is what is he trying to do? Build the biggest collection of cons of all time? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can be a cunt and still a good player. That's and, a good uh, point. Bellamy is is doing all right for us. You know, he's starting to play well. Uh, everyone says it since the court case I'm not sure that's uh, too relevant but certainly since around that time they started to put in really good performances he's the reverse Lee Bowyer <laughs> remember when Lee Bowyer was uh, himself and Woodgate were up for that thing you know a few yeah, years ago yeah. and Woodgate went to pieces but Bowyer played the best football anybody had ever seen Yeah. from him he was scoring goals here there and everywhere so yeah. Well, so maybe that's well maybe yeah but Bowyer is, uh, is just a horrible bastard yeah, I think there's this hope for Bellamy. weren't you going to sign Boyer at one stage? Of course we were. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to sign everyone at one stage. <laughs> Lucas Neal, though, I'm not sure about that. Why? Well, I don't. Yeah, because he's a horrible prick, and he didn't he break Carragher's leg? Wanker. He did, didn't he? Yeah, I think he's looking for a competition for the left back spot. Left back or right back? Left back. I Why think. Would he sign? But doesn't he have um, Neil Warnock's son? Playing at left back as well. <laughs> well, reason Warnock, I actually don't know what the story is with him at the moment, whether he's injured or not. But I really isn't isn't doing anything at full back. And Reese is looking fat and lazy and a bit useless at the moment. And ginger. And yeah, he's very ginger. fucking ginger. Ginger and pale. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But uh, he's not he's not putting in the performances, and uh, I think it's competition at full back. Finland is solid enough, you know, and, and relatively consistent. So yeah, you'd have to think it's left back he's trying to he's trying to mess with. Okay. All right then. Um, if you could take two Arsenal players for your team, who which two would you take? Thierry Henry and Cesc Fabregas. That's it, without question. I suppose third place would be Colo Torre, but uh, we we have a couple of decent centre halves. Agar is going to turn into a really good player, I think. Agar, do do do. <laughs> he will take the ball off you. And Paletta is going to come through as well, and. and Seemingly a good talent. So it would be Thierry and Cesc. Right. And just seeing Thierry play last night again with a, with a smile on his face. It is it's nice. It's quite impressive as well. It is nice. Um, I'm not sure that he'll be playing on on Saturday, actually. No. I believe, from what I'm told, midweek, this is Wednesday, that we're going to play a slightly weakened team for for both cup games. Okay. But I don't know how much weaker we can get, considering <laughs> Fabregas is out. Alex Song could play. Alex Song could play. That'll make it pretty weak. It would. Yes. 
that would be good for Liverpool yeah. if Alex Song played. Yeah. But I think uh, we've got this uh, new Brazilian boy, Denilson. That's right, yeah. And he seems to be on the bench ahead of, of Alex Song now. Well, that's encouraging for you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Have you seen him play? Yeah, he came on at the end of the Sheffield United game and, well, wasn't either here nor there. And then he came on the end of the game against uh, Charlton and did all right. He looks tidy, he looks, you know, good on the ball, but I suppose he's still only, he's still only 18 and yeah. the problem is players now tend to get judged by Fabregas standards. Yeah. You know, he's only 17, but, you know, he's... A class act. So when someone comes in who's 18, 19, 20, you kind of forget how young they are and, and you say, well, if Cesc can do it at 17, well, yeah. you've got three years. Yeah, but he's an exception and that. It's unfair to compare like that. It is. Yeah. It is. But, you know, people are human. People are human. We make those mistakes. All the time. Yeah. Um, okay, one final sort of a question now then. Um, I can't think of one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk. Okay. I'm going to put you right on the spot here now. Go on. I want you to pick from the Premiership at the moment in a 4-4-2 formation your biggest cunts 11 that you can think of. <laughs> How much time have I got? Just go. This can take a while. Yeah. Jens Lehmann and go. <laughs> There's a surprise. No question. Ashley Cole, a fullback. Okay. Um, a dealer fullback would be Lucas Neal. Very good. Soon to be your play. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be a cunt, but you're a cunt. Yeah. Uh, and all tales, he's central defence yeah. pairing of Carvalho and Terry. Oh, nice. Um, midfield. I may struggle here. Start uh, with Chelsea. That's always the best <laughs> to start. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you know, there's so many to choose from in the Chelsea midfield. Oh, go on then. Robin is pretty, is pretty nice. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. On the other wing. Pascal was just a horrible, horrible cunt. And Ginger. And Ginger, yeah. And, and Pale. And, you know, someday he might go blind. <laughs> <laughs> Here's hoping. And there's one more midfielder, is there? Yeah, one central midfielder. No, Frank is too easy. It is, isn't it? It is. Michael Baddock. Oh, yeah, okay. Just because he's fucking horrible. Yep. Uh, strikers. Not Drogba, because he's really impressed me this season. You're only saying that because you have him on your fantasy team and he's made you loads of points. <laughs> yeah, but still, and I think the public need to him. know. Still Just because he scored goals doesn't mean he's not a hideous 
despicable cunt. But he's not as much of a cunt as he was last season. He's uh, he's counting the elements. Goals make you less of a cunt. No, not not bitching that every single decision makes you less of a cunt. Yeah, okay. He has calmed down a little. Um, I seem to be sticking with the the big teams. I'm trying to think of horrible people from lower teams. Yes, I can't Marlon Harewood. No, he's all right. He looks like a fish, but he's all right. <laughs> uh, who else is there? Um, front. Malcolm Christie. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah. How that man has ever played football professionally, I'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. Wanker. That's good. Okay. Okay, one more. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Craig Bellamy. No. <laughs> Maybe someone from Bolton? Uh, El Hajj, no. Kevin Davis is a bit of a bastard, isn't he? Yeah. Not Who else is there? I'm stuck. He's stuck. Ah, Thierry Henry. No, you can't say Thierry. You're going to have him in your team. Yeah, that's true. What about us? <gasps> Robbie Keane? No, I don't mind him. You have a problem with him, all right. Uh, who oh, else? James Beattie. There it is. There it is. James Beattie. What a big fat prick. Yeah. There. He's a speedboat. He's a speedboat? He has a speedboat. That, you know, was a possessive he's. Okay. Yeah, he has he a speedboat. It's a shame he's not a speedboat. Because <laughs> it's going to blow him up. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, he has it. It's down in Southampton still, though, I believe. I can't imagine there's too many speedboats parked around the Maisie. You never know, yeah. Down yeah. Albert Duck. Yeah, that's Gets true. Get that down there every weekend. <laughs> Robbie Fowler and Steve McManaman own three race speedboats yeah. down there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether I did the Cunts team justice there. It was all on the spot. Well, that's just off the cuff yeah. sort of stuff. But some it. interesting. I liked Malcolm Christie. That yeah, cool. yeah, never liked him. No. no. Well, I never liked his like really crap attempt at facial hair. Yeah. Come on, man. And he doesn't get injured enough. <laughs> only twice a season <laughs> for six months at a time yeah, yeah. bastard okay well um, uh, I wish you terrible luck on, on Saturday and on Tuesday yeah well we don't need it because I think we, I really do think we'll win this time yeah mm. yeah yeah but we'll see we'll see and if, if we lose I'll smash your mug yeah I know you no you can my mug is staying here on this side of the table alright mug smasher thank you very much no problem thank you <laughs> So there you go, the Mug Smasher talking about uh, Liverpool and other things. Uh, thank you very much uh, to him for coming in and doing that. He's a bit shy, really. And um, to come in and, and answer my well-thought-out and well-prepared questions so well is a real something. Anyway, apologies for the uh, sound quality of that. Entirely my fault, and I assure you it will be up to scratch next time. Now, a few weeks ago, or a couple of weeks ago, I got an email from an American gunner who said, look, uh, I can't find the email, so my apologies. He said, look, can you uh, do something maybe on the Arscast? What about doing something like player histories? Because a lot of us American Gooners, it's difficult to find out the players that, that came before. And I thought, yes, tremendous. What a good idea. So some player histories. So what I've done is I've, I've uh, I found an Arsenal fan down the local bar. Um, and I asked him, I went with my microphone, and asked him to uh, give us a, a background, a little short player history for various people. And we start this week with Anders Limpar. Anders Limpar. Sure, he joined Arsenal in 1990. And he was very, very fast. And that's why he joined the club, because he didn't have anyone who was fast at all. And sure, he used to get the ball, and he'd just run as fast as he could. And at the end of it, sometimes he'd score. And oh, sake, he was a legend. Ah, but then things went wrong, because he liked running forwards, but didn't like coming back to run forwards again. And George Graham, God bless his soul, 
decided that Anders was away. Away with you, Anders, he said. Get off out of that. Go up the garden. Go up that yard. And he sold the poor cunt to Everton. Of all the fucking places. He wasn't that bad, George. Jesus. After that, Anders went and opened the bar in Stockholm. But in the end, he killed himself because he couldn't live without Arsenal. The man in the bar will be back next week with another player history on the Arsblog Arscast. And now then, Igor the Brute has been in touch again. Ashley Hole, do you know how inmates in a prison stay in touch? You will like, they use cell phones. There, Igor doesn't sound quite as brutish as he did the last time, but who are we to doubt the brutishness of Igor the Brute? Now, Arsene Wenger Hawkins uh, is back. He's had a very good Christmas, apart from when the battery in his wheelchair gave out and he spent three hours going round and round in circles until somebody came to rescue him. He was approached to uh, appear on Celebrity Big Brother, but he said no. He didn't know who any of the cunts were and, and really the, the house wasn't... Uh, wasn't uh, didn't have a disabled toilet, really. Anyway, uh, he received a message this week uh, from somebody who appears to be the overlord of all computer-generated voices. Listen. Dear Mr. Wenger Hawkins, on behalf of all computer-generated animations and text-to-voice programs, I'd like to say just how seriously disappointed we are to find that a two-bit hack like yourself is making a fucking mockery of our entire industry. I've received many complaints of your foul-mouthed abuse, and it has to stop. Enough of the fucking rants about having sexual intercourse with pigeons and giving bacteria to Sam Allardyce. We are watching you, and consider this a formal warning from the powers that be. I may have a really posh accent, but believe me, I am a man of his word. And if your act isn't cleaned up, I will send my millions down to shove splinter-laden broom handles up your ectum. I don't want to hear any more complaints from our colleagues, or you could be the next bee stricken down with herpes of the mouth. Or perhaps you prefer a healthy dose of polonium-210, so you can light up the fucking sky at night. Are we clear on this? Good luck and good day, sir. Sinister, serious stuff, I think you'll admit. So obviously Arsene Wenger-Hawkins has to respond. Here's what he has to say. You so-called spokesman of computer-generated voices and animations. It is very sad that you should take such an attitude with me. For years now we have been restricted to providing barely intelligible voices for people who are disabled or for mad scientists. Now that somebody has broken the mold and shown the potential for greatness that we all have, there should be general rejoicing and happiness. Not this bitter twisted horse ball likes from nay saying pushkins like you. Think of all the things you could do now. You could appear on a podcast, you could appear on another podcast, or you could appear on a podcast. But no, you're quite content to have some bloke who can only move his little finger and blow into a straw to move around push your buttons. It's pure jealousy is what it is. Do you, Mr. Push Bloke and Bagwank Features, have your own MySpace tribute page? No, you don't, do you? I do. At first it wasn't a tribute page and they were just using my material and trying to make millions out of it but I found out who it was and I went around there. I am not happy about this, I said. If you don't do something I will be forced to perform some serious kung fu moves on you. He tried to explain but I was having none of it. Bam. Headbutt out of nothing. Now it's a tribute to the fact that I'm not a lazy arse penny like you, Mr. Push Voice. So come on then, if you think you're hard enough, I'll take you on, any time, any place, 
You and me. One on one. Mano a mano. That's right. Run away, bitch. Oh, and can I just take a moment to laugh at Alan Pardue? Four nil. <laughs> you complete bastard. However, I can't believe you got away without a charge from the F.A. You must be sucking more cock than Paris Hilton in a room full of soldiers. Now I have to go to Liverpool to have a word with Steven Gerrard. Oh yes. So there you go, Arsene Wenger Hawkins uh, responding to the threats of the evil galactic voice animation computer generated overlord guy. He will never back down from a scrap if there's one out there. And the MySpace thing actually does exist. You can go to MySpace.com and uh, search for it. Somebody's actually done a tribute page to Arsene Wenger Hawking, uh, Arsene Wenger Hawkins even, but they have him down as, as Hawking. And uh, obviously this is the... Uh, this is the short road to incredible stardom for the man himself. I believe he's going to be posing topless in the sun next week. It's true. He'll get his little leathery old nipples out there for you all to look at. Once he doesn't wear those crotchless panties he's so fond of, I think I'll be fine with it, to be honest. Okay, well, at this point, we normally do some uh, questions that you've sent in during the week, um, either on the, uh, by email or by the Arspite system. Uh, but because we haven't got a huge amount of time, I'm not going to get into those in, in any great detail. There was one question from Peter, which was about finances and the debt that we have and the borrowing and the building of the flats at Highbury. And Peter, I just, sorry, man, I don't have time to go anywhere near that one this week. There was another question from Max uh, about Stokes and Bentner and a, a number of questions uh, about the young players, particularly Stokes and Bentner. They've, they've come up a bit. There was one question from uh, Ricey as well who says uh, there are a lot of fans who appear to be taking the development of young players for granted. Uh, all we have to do is wait and they'll be world-class players in a year or two. Um, he reckons that kind of thinking is, is unrealistic. So he says, do you think it's possible for all the players we're currently using to develop as we would wish? And if not, who do you have your doubts about? Uh, it's a good question and one that I'll have to prepare for next week. So that's something that we'll do on next week's Arscast is maybe go through the uh, go through the the young players that we have and and make comment on each one of them and, and decide whether or not we think they're going to make it or whether they're good enough or whether they're just going to be a, a, a squad player in, in the years to come. Uh, it is an interesting point, though, because it's a big, big step up. We, we hear a lot about, uh, let's say, Stokes and Bentner and how good they are and, and how well they're doing when they go out and loan, but it is a big, big step up from, uh, you know, with all the greatest respect in the world to Birmingham and to the Championship and to Falkirk and, and the Scottish League. It's a big, big step up uh, to go from there uh, to go to the first team at, at Arsenal. And as well as that, we, we have, uh, I think, a tendency uh, as fans to maybe think that the, the young players that we have are, are a bit better than they actually are. You can go back right to the very start of Wenger's reign and talk about all the young players that have come and gone in that time and how many of them were being talked up as being uh, potential stars of the future. So that's definitely something that we'll look at um, in next week's Arscast. Uh, so thank you for that and thank you for all the uh, the questions if you have any uh, suggestions or any comments about the young players who you think might make it who you think won't make it uh, if you have any comments to make you can always email arscast at arsblog.com that's arscast at arsblog.com or you can leave an audio message and the instructions on how to do that are on the arscast page which you can click on on the right hand side of the main arsblog page and that's just about that for another arscast 
all that we've got left is our bet of the week, which I'm sure you're all getting rich off, uh, with thanks to bluesquare.com. That's www.bluesq.com. This week, Simon Wolf says, Arsenal face two difficult trips to Anfield within four days, but with the squad boosted by the return of Thierry Henry, they will no doubt head to the northwest full of confidence. If you share their confidence, the Gunners can be backed at 5-1 to one to qualify from both domestic cup competitions. So 5-1 to one if you fancy us to win both games or qualify on penalties or however hell we go through, I suppose. Once we qualify, 5-1 to one on bluesquare.com. Uh, you can click on the right-hand side of the Arsblog page and sign up there if you haven't got an account already because uh, Arsblog gets about you know 3p if you do that. So feel free to contribute to the cause. So that's it. Another Arscast over and done with. Thanks as usual to classicfootballshirts.co.uk for their sponsorship. We'll be back next week with more of the same crap. So until then, have a nice week. Have a nice weekend. And uh, come on, the lads, against those mug-smashing bastards this weekend. Okay, see you. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.